This podcast is sponsored by ebookit.com, self-publishing solutions for the independent author and small press. Visit us today at ebookit.com. Welcome to the Toastmasters podcast, the official podcast of Toastmasters International. Hello, everybody. This is Greg Gazin. And I'm Ryan Levesque. Ryan, there's no question that Toastmasters has the power to change lives. And podcasting, as we both can attest to, also can have a positive effect on one's life. Today, I think we have what we'll call a perfect storm. Remember our last episode with about metaphors? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we have someone who is passionate about both Toastmasters and podcasting, and whose life has been significantly impacted by both, amongst other things. And we're really excited to have him on the show today. Ryan, who do we have the honor of speaking with today? Cristobal Colon is a member of Elite Advanced Speakers and Puerto Rico Toastmasters Club in San Juan, Puerto Rico. He's the host of a podcast he started in 2018 in Spanish, his native language. It's called Nos Cambiaron Los Muñequitos. Cristobal also earned honorable mention in the Pitch Us Your Podcast Idea contest last year. Cristobal wrote an article about his journey that appeared in the November 2022 issue of The Toastmaster. It's called The Power of Podcasting, How I Transitioned from a Quiet Computer Engineer to a Passionate Podcast Host. Distinguished Toastmaster Cristobal Colon, bienvenido al Toastmasters podcast. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. Cristobal, it's really great to speak with you today. And I want to start us off by asking you about how you got started with podcasting. I know you had wanted to do this for a long time. You invested in some equipment and then you sat on it. Yes. Then in September 2017, Hurricane Maria hit Puerto Rico. How did living through the hurricane factor into your decision to finally start the podcast? Well, uh, first, thank you to having me here. It's really nice to have a, a conversation with fellow fellow podcasters and fellow Toastmasters. Uh, at that time, I, I was a, a computer engineer for 25 years. And then after that, the first thing I did uh, a week or five or four days after quitting, changing my job was joining Toastmasters. And it was it really changed my life. And at some point, I, I decided that Podcasting was a good idea, and I have a couple of friends that they already had podcasts. I started listening to podcasts. There's a very famous podcaster that lives here in Puerto Rico. His name is John Lee Dumas, and his podcast is Entrepreneurs on Fire. And he lives very close from where I'm living right now. And I listen to his podcast and everything. And I bought all the, all the equipment, but I'm very shy. I'm introvert. It was very, very difficult just to take further action into making it real. I already had the two microphones, the recorder and everything. But but when Hurricane Maria hit Puerto Rico, it was very, very difficult for us. I've lived uh, at least three hurricanes before, but this one was real, real big. And it affected the power grid, the communications in my, my apartment in San Juan. It was almost like a month without electricity, and some other places in the island were more than a year. At that point, it's like everything got leveled up. A lot of people just came back to the starting point with their companies, with their projects. So I decided to take that moment and I do the same start again. And I joined a couple of friends that were already were 
Toastmasters and we decided to start joining together and working on their podcast and on my podcast. And that uh, support helped me start my podcast mm. four years ago. I'm really curious. You mentioned being shy, being an introvert. What was it that made you want to podcast? Why was it something that you felt so strongly about wanting to do? Well, first, uh, when you join Toastmasters, you learn a lot of communication skills, listening skills, a lot of things. But you have to practice them, especially outside the environment of your, your club. A podcast was a, a good thing for me to try to keep practicing my, my communication skills. Also, I wasn't confident enough to talk all by myself on a podcast. So I decided to try to start a podcast, having conversations, interviewing people. And that was a, a good excuse to go and talk to some other people and learn from them. Maybe at that time, I wasn't very motivated. I wasn't very skilled. I wasn't very uh, uh, enthusiastic about doing things. But joining other people and learning from them, asking questions and seeing that they were willing to share the knowledge with me and with the audience. So that was the, the main benefit of the, uh, of the beginning of podcasting, trying to reach out to people that I admire and learning from them and, and having great conversations. So I noticed in the article, you'd mentioned specifically about having the conversations with people, but you focused in on inspiring reinvention stories, experts that can help the audience deal with change and cope with adversity. So it sounds like you were focusing in on those types of things. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Uh, at the moment, after Hurricane Maria, our self-confidence as a, as a country, as an island, as a común pueblo, I don't know how to say it, it was very affected. So I, I wanted to talk about things that could be examples to, so to some other people. We can start back again. We can continue growing and use this this special period in our lives to go back on our feet. So that was the, the, the main purpose of this podcast. I've interviewed a lot of people with amazing stories. I, I interviewed, at some point, I interviewed a, a lady that she was fighting with cancer and right in the middle of her procedures and her treatments, she was recording a podcast on, their, on her hospital bed. And that was so inspiring. So if she could do it, why, why am, I, am I complaining about it? She didn't survive her, her fight. But that's the kind of stories that I wanted to share in my podcast. You can see what other people are doing and you can get inspired and start doing things yourself. The name of your podcast speaks to this theme that Greg was just pointing to of inspiring reinvention stories and such. Nos cambiaron los muñequitos. And I understand that that's an idiom in Puerto Rico. Yeah. Can you explain what the meaning of that idiom is? How does it translate into English and what does it mean to yeah. the people in Puerto Rico? This phrase is so deep into our culture that I can't find for sure what's the origin of it. Uh, it's a common expression that we use. I give you an example that you go to a bank and you ask for a mortgage, for a mortgage loan, and they give you the interest rate and the terms, everything. And then you do all, everything. You submit all the papers. And they, then the day of the closing, you know, the, the interest rate is higher 1% or they, they change the terms. And they say, wow, what happened? Nos cambiaron los muñequitos. You change the muñequitos can be cartoons. Also can be like small toys, like soldiers. Maybe maybe it's like, I'm trying to think like, if you are like those people that create 
recreations like a train on a table and a park and or recreate uh, famous battles with toy soldiers. They put everything in the right place. If somebody go, gets there, goes there and changes the, the, the small toys out of place. Mm. Uh, for for me, I, I just I remember when I was a little kid and I, I I enjoyed watching cartoons on the on the TV. And if one of the adults showed up at the room and changed the the TV channel to another thing, <laughs> uh, that's my impression of me, me cambiaste los muñequitos. You changed the cartoon channel, so that's the expression. That's how I use it. But I don't know for real where it comes from. Interesting. I I know the word muñequitos as dolls. Yeah. So I had no idea there were these other sort of definitions of of that word. That's really interesting. Yes. Obviously, the podcast has had impact. You've also been recognized with uh, some awards, I understand. Yes. There's a competition for podcasts in, in Spanish. It's called Latin Podcast Awards. It has a podcast from Spain, Latin America, United States, and many other places. They can submit their podcast to the to the competition competence and i on 2020 and on 2021 i won the latin podcast award for self-improvement category this last year i i created another new podcast the name is the la palabra precisa it's like the the right word it's how it's about communication and this one i'm i'm talking all by myself and since it's since it's a, a new podcast, it can't compete on the regular uh, categories, but it won two Latin podcast awards on as a revelation podcast, both in education and international. It's fantastic. With a podcast, even if you affect a small number of people, numbers are good if you're getting advertisers and sponsors, mm -hmm. but as long as you can reach out and make a difference, I think that's to me what what really matters. Now, has the podcast evolved? since you first started or since Hurricane Maria? Or is it pretty much, have you pretty much kept it the same? It really has evolved. First, in the United States and some other countries, the growth of the podcast is, it, the history of the evolution of podcasting is being quite longer than in Puerto Rico. Here's, I think it's a little delayed regarding comparing to other countries. But also, since there's a lot of competition from live streaming from Instagram, from easy to do things, easy to do media. People, uh, some people don't really want to get into podcasting because a good podcast requires work and requires effort. And a lot of people, at least I see here in Puerto Rico, they prefer to go for the easy thing. But as uh, Toastmasters, I think that we don't care about the easy things. We, we care about the growth we care about really, really uh, improving ourselves. I, I don't do a lot of social media. I just pay more attention and dedicate more time and effort to my audio podcast. Even though if I'm not generating a lot of statistics or downloads, but my personal growth is, is incredible. When I listened to a, a, an episode two years ago, I can really see the difference. Also, when, when I see the people that I've reached out and talked to them, I see the difference. I've grown a lot and I, that's what I really need to grow. And hopefully my audience can grow with me and enjoy everything. But it's, it's more about the transformational part of podcasting. And Cristobal, you've been at this for several years now. How has podcasting improved your skills 
overall? My podcast is in Spanish, but there are many countries, Spanish-speaking countries around in America and other and in Spain. So first, I have to force myself to try to speak in a more universal way, try to use the right words that can be more appealing to uh, an universal audience. That's that's one of the things. It, it really require, requires an effort and listening and try to fine-tune my message that everybody can understand it. That's the one of the things. The second thing is that since I do all my editing and all the processing, I can <laughs> I can give myself a lot of feedback. I mean, I have improved a lot on my filler words, muletillas, or what you call it in Spanish, the um, um, and <laughs> I've, I've learned. And since I edit them, I have become my biggest, my greatest uh, judge, critic of other things. And doing that has helped me really, really improve my communication skills. That's that's those two are the, 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 the best things of, about podcasting. I hope you don't beat yourself up too hard. <laughs> <laughs> I did manage to find a few episodes of your podcast that are in English. So you do have a few then. Yes, yes. Yes. I listened to your podcast episode with Melinda Lloyd. I think she was a club growth director for District 81. Yes, the Caribbean. Awesome. So obviously, you're four years into your podcast. You've grown a number of your skills. I'm just curious, for people who are thinking perhaps of starting a podcast, what for you was the most difficult task on taking on a podcast? And perhaps what was the most rewarding? And it could have been the same thing. Yes, for me, the most difficult, that is still the most difficult, is trying to reach out to, to people to have a conversation. Sometimes I, use, I, I have a list of dream guests that I hope that someday I will have a conversation with them and try to work out on that list, trying to reach out, not to your, your fellow Toastmaster, because at the beginning of my podcast, I, I, have a, I had a lot of, of interviews with fellow Toastmasters, but now trying to reach out for people that I admire and they don't know me and they're sometimes, sometimes they're famous, that was very difficult. Sometimes I've been lucky. I had the opportunity to interview Joe Navarro. He's a, a former FBI agent and an, ex, an expert on body language and reading people. And I had the opportunity to have a conversation with him. I've read some of his books. He has like 14 books on, on Amazon. And having a conversation with him, that's a, that, was, that was amazing. Wow. When you say reaching out is a difficult part, is it even just crafting the email or are you picking up the phone and calling people? Well, I just normally I just do an email. Uh, first, is, it's all about, sometimes it's about self-confidence. Who am I to try to reach out to this person? And, and I try to work on my self-confidence and try to be effective while I'm writing the email. I'm not pretending to be a very famous podcaster. I'm, I'm trying to just show myself. Mm. This is who I am. If you would like to have a conversation with me, I'll be grateful to have a conversation. It's like that, trying to, trying to reach out, trying to be uh, open, trying to be clear, trying to show them that we can have a, a nice, deep conversation, natural. And one of the, the best things is when I, when I get it, when I do it. 
when I when I get the the conversation, that's the most rewarding thing of podcasting. Who are some of the dream guests that you haven't reached out to yet, but that you would love yes. to have on your show someday? There's a famous actor in I think he's in New York. His name is John Leguizamo or Leguizamo. I don't know how do you pronounce it. He's very famous. I think he's from Colombia. He's been in a lot of movies. I think one of the latest one is Bioland, a holiday, or there's a movie about Christmas now that is it's in that movie. Also, I would like to have a conversation with Ruben Blades. He's another actor, singer from Panama. And and there are many, many others that, that I I'm working on on the strategy on how to get to them. <laughs> nice. Well, if any of our listeners have connections to either of the people that Cristobal just mentioned, <laughs> please reach out and see how we can yeah. support Cristobal on making it come true. I don't focus only on the on those dream guests. Like a couple of months ago, I had a conversation with this man. He's a young guy from Argentina. He's just 18. And he's already having a podcast about motivation and self-improvement. And I wanted to have a conversation with that guy. And, and it was really, really nice and, and really rewarding because I wanted to, I'm already over 50 and he's just starting. And, and I wish that I was like that when I was 18 and I had a good conversation. So it's not about how great is the guest, it's how deep and fulfilling can be any conversation with anyone. So if anybody that listened to this podcast has a nice uh, history, a nice story that would like to share, just send me an email. We can have a conversation. It sounds like it's a lot easier for you, Cristobal, to to reach out. And it seems that your whole journey of improving your skills seems to have began with Toastmasters. So maybe let's let's look back just for a moment. How important was your Toastmasters experience in giving you the necessary skills to to start the podcast, to bring you to where you are today. Yeah. Toastmasters is everything. Toastmasters has has been the way to transform my life. That's 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 a, the best way to say it. There are many things in Toastmasters that have really helped me on this. Uh, first, your speeches, your projects, your practice, feedback, but most important, mentoring. I've had, I've been lucky to have the same mentor for more than 80 years and and I have also other mentors that at one point I was doing my speeches and everything but I, I wasn't confident about myself and I remember one of uh, one mentor his name is uh, Giovanni Pireschi he died a couple of years ago he told me uh, when you really notice when you really find that you what you what you have inside when you really, really believe that, at that point you really, you're gonna explode. You're gonna blow out, and you're gonna go to different places. For seeing people that can see in me why what I couldn't see, for people who believe in me when I couldn't believe in myself, that was the the most amazing part of those masters. Many people that has helped me work on my confidence to do the things that I'm doing today. Wow, and you. Almost didn't make it to Toastmasters. Tell us a little <laughs> bit about that. <laughs> yeah, well, I was I was planning on on retiring. I don't want to say retire, but change my life, do some other things, uh, finish my 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 job, and 
get a, a little pension to do some other things in my life. And I've, I I called Toastmasters. I, I went to the website. Every time that I read a book about public speaking, they recommended Toastmasters. But at least three times I tried to reach out to uh, any club in Puerto Rico and, and then even they never they never replied back. But at some point I said, well, once again, and then answered and they called me back from Puerto Rico Toastmasters and then I I joined joined. So that's the the best thing that I've done in my life. You had the two failed attempts, but the third time was a charm, you said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cristobal, your article closes with a powerful statement. And I just want to read this here. You say, even though I am still afraid to speak, my voice has now been heard in 94 countries. And it's that first part of the statement that I want to turn our attention to for just a moment, because frankly, it surprised me. You come across very confident, whether you're speaking in Espanol or in English. And so I'm curious, how does this fear show up for you? And maybe if I can ask you to just be totally transparent, are, are you feeling some right now being on the other side of the interview microphone? Well, <laughs> <laughs> At this point, with Toastmasters and podcasting, I already feel very comfortable. But in other things, I, I don't feel like that. I, I remember many years ago, I read a book from Dale Carnegie. I don't, I don't know how to translate the, the, the title. It's like how to uh, in, win friends and influence, influence people. people. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And he said that sometimes when you, you, when you find someone, you just have to find that subject, that matter. Some people... You, you start a conversation and you find that thing that makes them change and get passionate passionate about what they're talking about. That's that's the, the theme in my life. I, I've When I found Toastmaster, when I found podcasting, I've discovered the passion for these things. And when I start talking about that, I, I don't feel any fear. I don't feel any shyness. I feel passionate about it. You have to find what really makes you... Uh, passionate when you find out that subject that thing in your life you're going to transform yourself if i try to speak now about the financial market in 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 the united states i don't feel passionate about that i'll be very <laughs> nervous about talking about that but if i if i talk about podcasting and i'm reaching out and speaking and working on my communication skills i feel very comfortable and feel very passionate about it well, obviously, Toastmasters and podcasting are a dynamic duo. They're a very, very powerful pair, I guess, if you will, if we want to use some alliteration. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, in the article, you talk about the dream of becoming a professional speaker. And I don't know about you, Ryan, but it sounds like me that he's already well in his way. Just out mm. of curiosity, where do you see yourself down the road, Cristobal? I want to make a living about public speaking to be very simple <laughs> because I already feel comfortable delivering my message. What I don't feel comfortable is about having it as a career, the marketing stuff, trying to, you know, the, the business part of that. That's what I'm trying to, to learn. But I, I would like to be a, a professional public speaker and doing conferences and make a living out of it. What would you speak about? If you could have the stage for a keynote tonight for an hour, what would you talk about? One of the things that I've learned in Toastmasters, 
somehow I learned it here, but I but I adapted to my life is that I discovered how how did I how did I became confident of what I have to say, and I discovered or created this uh, method. It's called the key method, K E Y. the The key method is about finding in yourself that treasure that is very valuable that you need to reach out. Um, I don't know how to say it. Well, the key method is the key. The K is the your knowledge, all the things that you have learned in your life. The E is your experiences. And the Y are your stories. When you discover that you have the knowledge, the experience, and you have stories to share that are very valuable, people are going to really enjoy them and will really learn from you, then you find confidence to see, I have something valuable to share. And then you learn how to go out and share your message. That's my main theme right now. I, I like to talk to people about that. How do you find the key inside yourself, your knowledge, your experience, your, your stories that those will make you feel confident, comfortable, and will make you feel like you have something good to say, to share, and then you start learning how to, to share it to the world. Well, Cristobal, I think you've certainly shared a few a few interesting keys with us today. I hope that your future presentations or your professional speaking engagements are both in English and in <laughs> Spanish. <so. laughs> yes, yes. And folks, if you found this episode valuable, please take the opportunity to share it with your friends and family. You can find the Toastmasters podcast at toastmasterspodcast.com, toastmasters.org, Google, Apple, Spotify, and everywhere you get your podcasts. Ryan? Cristobal, we certainly appreciate you sharing your story, your journey with us today. And before we let you go, can you share with us and with our listeners, one, where they can go to find your two podcasts, Nos Cambiaron Menyaquitos, and your other podcast, La Palabra Precisa, uh, as well as what's the best way for listeners to connect with you? You can find me in my website, cristobalcolon.net. Also, uh, losmunequitos.com and lapalabraprecisa.com. And, and you can find me there and you can send me a message via email, via the contact uh, page of my website. That's the best way to, to start having a conversation. And we'll certainly put those connections in the show notes. Thank you. We encourage our listeners to check out Cristobal's article. It's in the November 2022 issue of The Toastmaster, The Power of Podcasting. Once again, Cristobal Colon, thanks for appearing on the Toastmasters podcast. It's been a pleasure. It's, it's been my pleasure. Thank you very much. Isn't it about time you publish that book you've been thinking about? We can help with that. At ebookit.com, We've been providing authors and small presses with ebook publishing services since 2010. Visit us today at ebookit.com and let us know how we can help you.